Want to hear more of Totsky's infamous nonsense ranting? How about Tito's smooth and sensible debates? Well, now you can listen to the Wood Buffalo discussions live on your mobile phone or device with Stitcher, the mobile app that allows you to listen to this and other great podcasts, news radio shows, or live streams all from the comfort of your hand. With Stitcher, you can listen to your favorite radio programs and podcasts anytime, anywhere you want. You can choose from the latest in news, sports, talk, business, and entertainment from the media industry's premier content providers. It's the easiest way to stay connected to the world while on the go. The latest episode of YMM Podcast is always available for you. No syncing needed and no memory or storage wasted. Available for the iPhone, iPad, Palm Pre, Android device, and BlackBerry. Downloading is easy. Go to Stitcher.com or wherever you download your favorite apps on your mobile device. Stitcher and the YMM Podcast, the smarter way to listen to the issues of the Great White North. This summer, prepare to be entertained. Entertained. Events Wood Buffalo proudly presents the 2011 Interplay Film Festival from August 4th to 7th. August 4th to August 7th. Live from beautiful Fort McMurray, Alberta, Canada. Hosted by Donsky and Tito of the YMM Podcast. Submit your films now for the first annual film festival for a chance to win awards and cash prizes. Deadline for entries is July 22nd. July 22nd. So don't be late and get your submission in today. Registration is available at eventswoodbuffalo.com. Eventswoodbuffalo.com. And be sure to click on the Interplay 2011 logo. When you attend the Interplay Film Festival, you'll also have a chance to compete in the 48-hour filmmaking challenge. 48-hour challenge. Teams will be given a special topic and have 48 hours to write, film, and edit their own short movies. The films will be showcased at the Interplay Film Festival and also have a chance to win cash prizes. Log on to ymmpodcast.com for details and to hear the countdown to the 2011 Interplay Film Festival. Interplay Film Festival. Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Fort Mac. Listening to the 2011 Interplay Film Festival Countdown on the YMM Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the YMM Podcast. I'm Todsky. I'm Tito. And another special guest this week. Good evening. My name is Pinchy, better known as Kyle or any of the above. <laughs> or Kyle Pinchy. There you go. There's that radio. I only know him as Pinchy from uh, Call of Duty. So There's that radio DJ voice. That you're listening to some smooth jazz with Pinchy. <laughs> Good times. Brought to you all night long. <laughs> Well, let's let's start off with what happened over the weekend, though. Um, the big event in Fort McMurray. Oh, happy Canada Day to everyone, and happy Fourth of July to our American listeners. Our American listeners. We do have American uh, listeners, though. Uh, Jesse yes. was showing us the stats. I went and found for the it. website. We have people in Egypt. 
Yeah, so that can't happy be right. Freedom wow. Day. Yeah, they probably <laughs> yeah, listened because of that one podcast we did about. Uh, remember we were talking about Egypt and everything. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Let's listen to these guys. They'll tell us how to revolt. Yeah, <laughs> like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> the um, so yeah, like we just went through probably one of the biggest weekends in the history of Fort Mac, and I believe really is that big of a deal. It was. It, I believe so. It was. James Cameron was in Fort Murray at one point, and, yeah, but and so was Bill Gates. Yeah, but they didn't do anything. Like this has involved the community, right? Like I'm just going to pull up a a few stats here. Like there was over forty one thousand people. That went into the Canada Rocks Festival, like on wait, the ground. Wait a second, I, I, I thought they only had eleven thousand tickets, though. Hold on, that's eleven thousand tickets for Kiss. Ah, forty-one thousand for the event this, weekend. Yeah, this Holy was a three-day weekend. It started off on Thursday. Yeah, it went through Friday. And I'm Saturday. sure a lot of those were counted twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting Fort Murray have this. <laughs> okay, so I was down there actually. I went to checked out the. I took Kingston to the parade, which was kind of weird because literally. It went down Franklin Ave, but due to that construction, we like went to Father Mercury Street, I believe it is. Yes, it, like went in behind, like literally, we were like sitting on people's front lawns. Okay, so and so just, like chilling on their. So front for porch. our listeners that don't know what Franklin Avenue is, Franklin Avenue is actually the main uh, the main strip of Fort McMurray, the downtown core. So it's you know it's the downtown core. In your city, it would be called Commercial Street, or yeah, uh, yeah. for listeners that are outside of or White uh, Avenue, White it, Avenue, it would, Jasper yeah. Avenue, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. or any yeah, any yeah. Main Street USA, yeah, Main Street. right? Main Street USA. <laughs> but no, so that was rather interesting. It was still without a hitch. I thought it was really good. Like uh, Kingston got really enjoyed it. We did the whole candy thing, and then we went over to Mac Island where they actually had the festival itself. Now mm. th- that was on the and Friday. Kiss was there. The Kiss was there. They were Singing just, to the kids. <laughs> they were taking tickets. Kicking in the front, kids in right? the face. <laughs> Man, Gene so, Simmons has really gone down a few pegs. <laughs> yeah, tell us how it was, Pinchy. Uh, I'll just uh, before we get into the actual Kiss uh, side of things, you know, for the uh, I actually didn't go to. Uh, I guess it was day one of the for, uh, of the uh, Canada Rocks weekend, uh, the Canada celebrations that uh, McDonald Island was putting on. Uh, that did a tremendous job uh, in in submitting to the to the public um the first night was the thursday night was the uh the free open to all events the chilliwack concert uh it started uh, later on the evening around 10 p.m i do believe and then it uh concluded with the fireworks and it was great to just have you know a canadian rock band chilliwack you so know, what I, kind of like are they rock because I, I know like oh yeah that's if, where i'm uh, from uh, is chilliwack but i never actually heard of the band before. <laughs> that's one of the things that everybody remembers ladies is, and I've, gentlemen <laughs> Chilliwack! <laughs> oh my god! Every, everybody that I talked to that went to uh, went to the Chilliwack concert uh, were you know f- uh, parents mostly who were taking their their kids or you know their uh, their teenagers to uh, to the uh, to the fireworks later on in the evening. Like, well, well, I've I heard of Chilliwack, you know, back in the late seventies, early eighties, and. I remember it, it was was it a town or was it with a was it a was it a band? I'm not really sure. Is that like but it turns out it's actually it's a both. Shit town outside. But of no, Vancouver. they uh, they actually if, if you YouTube Chilliwack, they, there's a lot of songs that you will actually remember. What I one of those uh, radio bands. Where it, one of those like, radio bands oh, like yeah. like Rush. No, no Rush is like pretty Rush. big. Rush is pretty big. Like I, as much as it almost pays me to say it, like 5440. All right, like everyone them. knows who there. I oh, got Blue Rodeo. Blue a good Rodeo, exactly. Yeah. Everyone out there in the radio verse knows. Every time I look at you, I go blind. Yeah, most people will say it was. What about Hootie the tragically the hip? Like they used to be pretty big. They're still uh, everyone knows they're they're no, still they're terrible. not that big anymore. Yes, they are. You go up go go up to an American, ask them who the tragically they hip are. No, no, no. They, they were never big in the states, right? Like they were always. Well, that's Canada what I'm getting. Big. Oh, you. Oh, 
Gee, yeah. None of this shit. Like, yeah. I don't know how big is Kiss in the states. Probably just as big as a. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, Kiss okay. is pretty like international. Yeah, like, actually, there's Kiss Army soldiers in the yeah, states. Okay. No, fair enough. Bad <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, so the Thursday night uh, Chilliwack, nice. You know, mm. it was a it was a, a free concert put on to the the public for you know the uh, the 144th uh, anniversary of. Canada, right? Beautiful country. The, you know the how the how were the fireworks and where were they this year? I actually was unable to witness the fireworks. Oh, due really? To, Why? Uh, other other engagements. It was I was I was taken away from uh, <laughs> Is corresponding for something else or what? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> no, I, uh, getting laid. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Todd. Okay. <laughs> There was an edit before that. There'll be an edit after this. We'll just take that. Out. No, it was. Don't worry, she hates me. So. It was due to uh, had to you know, work uh, early the following oh, okay. morning. So, uh, but the uh, the navigators uh, were on the following night, the Friday night. Uh, I honestly thought that. you were going to say like flight of the navigator. I'm like Fred Savage was in Fort McMurray. <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> I wish. It would have been, like, been like that episode wow. of South Park was like, "Hey everybody, I'm Fred Savage." I was like, "Boo!" <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone. At least it's cool. not Ben Savage. Boo! <laughs> Ouch. Uh, the navigators uh, banned from Newfoundland. Everyone, okay. you know, uh, it was it was set up the same as the as the Kiss concert. Not quite the same turnout, right? But uh, no, they were uh, they were a, a really. Uh, I would say they they. Played to the East Coast. Okay, uh, the, the Celtic. people from it was the East Coast. Like the Celtic Music Festival or something. Right? Uh, isn't it pronounced Celtic? It is. Is it? Yeah. It's the Boston Celtics. It's the Celtic Music Festival. All these years, <laughs> Celtics or Celtics. Oh, Todd. Oh. So many things you've been wrong about lately. <laughs> so many things. Uh, <laughs> it's only perception. We'll get. We'll get into that later. But anyway, go on. The Navigators. Uh, great. Uh, great Newfoundland band. They've. Uh, they have a lot. A uh, lot going for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're. They're a really good East Coast uh, style band. They've got a lot of upbeat. They're like a, they're like a great big sea light, if I can use the if I can <laughs> use that term. Okay. Um, they're very fun. They're very energetic. Uh, they do. That was the Friday night, I believe. That was the Friday they night. They kicked us all out they, of the they, festival at four because like I went down there late, right, with me in Kingston, mm-hmm. and we had to bail at four because they wanted to close until the show that night. Now yeah, that, so was, that was um amazing. this is all in Mac Island, right? Yeah. This is all taking so, place at Mac Island. So Chilliwack, just, the fireworks. Just to give some context to our listeners, a uh, Mac Island or McDonald Island is um we <laughs> Jen and I were talking about this at that one <laughs> podcast cuz I was talking about the Sny and the Athabasca. Yeah. But essentially Mac Island is at the end of downtown, quote unquote the end of downtown, uh bordering with the Athabasca tr- uh river and what it is is it's literally a small kind of island. It's it, island in the sense that there's maybe like uh, I don't know, five meter river ca- crossing, not a even a causeway. If you a will. causeway, yeah, even and uh, <laughs> literally, it's, it's it used to be a big recreational area in the in terms of like baseball fields, and it has since been upgraded. The facility now has um, major redevelopment. Um, the golf course is really good. There's a bunch of like a lot of outdoor recreational beautiful stuff, water and, park. and the building itself. It, it, it hosts an Olympic sized swimming pool now with a water park. Like yeah. it's like a it's like a mini version of the West Edmonton Mall water park. And uh, going on with this weekend with the with the water park, it hosted the provincial swim meet. 
Oh, really? This that was this weekend? Well. It was this weekend. Oh, wow. That's McDonald's a busy Island. weekend for Mac Island. Absolutely, then. it was. Wow. Um, yeah, and McDonald Island, it's, it's, uh, it's, even since I've been here for the past six years, it's transformed immensely oh, yeah, from, uh, from a small you know, couple skating rinks and uh, baseball fields to mm-hmm. a great, uh, great indoor and outdoor facility. Well, it's literally facility. now a world-class recreational system. No, no. I, I, like, I, I believe this can be a compete. On par, or well above anything we have in Alberta right now, including mm-hmm. Calgary. And mm-hmm. Well, I think I think the goal for uh, Fort Murray is to play host to something in in like we played host to no, we didn't. Did we? Actually, we just won that bid twenty fifteen Western uh, Western Western Canada Summer Games. Summer Games. I was going to okay. Call it so there you go. Then we so. just won the bid. So. So 2015 YMM podcast will be here, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll be covering the summer games. <laughs> Still be Totsky and Tito. Continuing on for this yeah. weekend, Navigator's great band. Uh, enjoy them immensely. Uh, when we got to uh, the, the Kiss concert, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a lot of... Uh, Whenever you, uh, especially for our American listeners, um, just a, a perspective of how large or, if you will say, how small to the American listeners uh, this KISS concert is, mm-hmm. is, you know, in, in the States, uh, in the major city centers, you can sell out a KISS concert to 60,000, 70,000 people. I was just thinking about that. You can in a huge, in a gigantic stadium, like in a, really? in a baseball stadium, in a football stadium. You can sell, you, you they, they, like, well, you too just uh, set, uh, I'm not sure, uh, no, it was a, a gross income uh, playing in Rio de Janeiro. They sold out to, uh, I think it was a 67,000 person crowd in Rio de Janeiro. Oh, yeah. Well, U2 like, did uh, Commonwealth Stadium. That's 80. No, that's 60-something. But they, like, U2 can sell out 80,000. But here, here's the perspective, is 60,000 people, you take that out of Fort McMurray, you have an, you population. have enough people to run the traffic lights, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> Left over, you know, at the end of the day. You know, it, it, it's the police force, the fire, it, it's the yeah. emergency services left over. Oh, that's true. And to sell out... Uh, um, you take this into perspective. You know, uh, let's say Kiss goes to uh, they're coming up. They're going to play in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sell out to sixty thousand people. Montreal has a population of, uh, let's say, uh, two million? three million people. Yeah, yeah. That, that that that's a small fraction of yeah. the entire population. Right. Yeah, Kiss comes to Fort McMurray. They sell over eleven thousand tickets. tickets. That's one tenth of the population. That's more easily. than one tenth of the entire population yeah. comparisons of, yeah, no, of right. the city goes to one concert. But now think about this: I was there a big out of town attraction? Like this was the only Alberta date. Absolutely, no Edmonton, no Calgary. Fuck them. I don't actually have. I don't actually have specific saying. Yes, I was out I of town. I came does. from yeah. Edmonton, or I came from Calgary. Came from. Yeah, right I'd like here. to know that. I came up to the Kiss concert. The only anecdotal evidence I have is from uh, the uh, from John Tupper, who was driving south on sixty three. There was a lot of traffic. He said there was a lot of northbound traffic, unusual amount of northbound traffic for a long weekend. For a long weekend, yeah, no, it's In, true. Like I, I've driven south on a long weekend before. If you meet a northbound vehicle, it's very rare. Unless you're on the way back, it's, beca- it's exactly. It's uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's a northbound freight truck or something mm-hmm. like that. And there's no yeah. personal vehicle. There's very few personal vehicles. Yeah, I read that tweet too. I was quite so. interested. Yeah. But how was it set up? Like, how was the show itself? And here's here's my two thoughts on the on the show. Initially, the night of the Navigators, when I went there, I looked around. And I said, "There's no way this is going to host eleven thousand. There's no way this is going to host it looks five thousand. Yeah. It looked pretty small. 
Yet the night that uh, of actual Kiss concert, unbelievable setup. Uh, I well, we were fairly close. I didn't see how far back the uh, the setup actually went. Um, uh, there were a few uh, media helicopters. Did they have risers. They did have risers yeah. for VIP section and for uh, for VIP boxes. Uh, so you actually which had, is interesting to me usually had a riser on both sides. Yeah, usually when you buy VIP, you want to get close to the band. That's what I thought. I thought there were going to be a section cordoned off at the at the beginning Front, for or, VIP, or somewhere like on the side of the stage. On or the, something. Exactly, but yeah. no, they they had high risers probably about two three hundred meters back from the actual stage. However, they were elevated probably about See, five f- meters fuck, off the fuck actual. That. For what were the VIP tickets to like two hundred bucks? They were over that initial bit, and I. They were selling for much multiple yeah, times. Maybe they came with binoculars. I <laughs> see. Give me front row, man. The only bucks, thing about right? the VIP game. was, uh, I think it was they they sold it as the service was. Uh, you had your own food uh, available. You had your own uh, so, drinks available. Uh, skybox uh, seats. Okay, sky, okay. Exactly. They were the skybox yeah, okay. seats, if you will. And now uh, watch you this. Play hockey. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it wasn't. Uh, you know, you you were. It wasn't that. You know, you paid money to be up front. And then you're like. Oh, if I want to go have a uh, even a drink of water, it's a thirty-minute hike back folk. and a thirty-minute hike <laughs> back up. Just pee on the people below you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome so I, to VIP. I think that's what they sold it as as the VIP seat. Oh, okay, and uh, we, uh, myself and the girlfriend, got there at. Uh, we were there. Uh, I think it was probably about six. Shortly after. We were in the lineup till for about 45, 50 minutes. When and did they actually when, come when, on stage? Uh, they came on actually on stage about 10. Okay. So they had two uh, uh, two um, star, uh, starting bands. Openers. Openers. There yeah. you go. Two openers. Uh, the first band was a local band. I didn't care for them. Not my flavor of music. A lot of... And they're called Until Dawn, which is the <laughs> band we're going to be reviewing here shortly. <laughs> a lot of people seem to enjoy them that were up. With us, yeah, you know, good on them. Uh, the second band is uh, the one that was touring around. That's going on around with the whole them, tour the on show. them. Um, bad, uh, bad city. Okay, um, I great thought be, rock band. I thought it'd be like a cover band. It's like, and now bad kiss. <laughs> 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 Not like a cover band of kiss. You want to hear the exact same shit you just heard, yeah. but in a lower key. <laughs> it, it, it's not. It's now the opener band. It's not the opening band for Kiss is Hug. <laughs> <laughs> With two G's. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a lame joke. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Once they actually started... Uh, Got an honest laugh out of me, though. <clears throat> the actual... The, the setup, the uh, the light show, um, the... Lots effect, of pyro. They're known for pyro. Lots of... It's, it wasn't even... The, they had a fair amount of pyro. It was the, uh, the, uh, the light screens that they had set up. Uh, each individual song had its own flavor, had its own style, had its own significance. Well, you know, I, th- it, I think what's made Kiss famous isn't necessarily the music, but the theatrics of the band. Right? Like that's what's made them famous. Well, that's exactly it. Is you know, Kiss started off as two Jewish guys from Detroit. Yeah, and you know, no offense, you no offense to our <laughs> listeners out there, but I mean. They're not really known for rock and roll. You yeah, know? yeah. What do you do? You create pyrotechnics. You create a crazy light show. You, you paint your faces into you. a ridiculous, you know, something absolutely ridiculous. Um, now, you, mind you, it did help that the music is actually decent. Like, that's I, I, exactly I actually it. like Kiss, uh, but I know a lot of people that don't. 
Like the, but their music is very memorable. It is. It's Absolutely. Gen- it's generic. Rock. Like that's when you were talking about U two. There, like this is what kind of shocks me. I'm like, can U two sell out an eighty thousand seat arena? You're, Absolutely. Really? Like they haven't done anything new in how many years? Uh, they're actually working on a new album right now. Same as Kiss. Same as Kit. What? Yeah, Kiss is working on a brand new album. Is, is that like that, what they did when they went on stage? Well, like, no, hold on. This what, that's, what I, that's what I just asked you. If Kiss is working on no, like um, U two makes new shit. Yes, right? like that's why I was asking you. Like, yeah, but Kiss hasn't in a long time. They're actually. They're, I, but I you're think saying they've kind of they've realized that there was kind of the the. Is, I think there was a lull in the '90s. The '90s was very the alternative rock. There was not the actual. Uh, ACDC you know, plowed through though. ACDC was different. Well, they, they, the that depends on the person yeah. that's listening to music. Uh, sure, ACDC okay. The, the listener through, out there. The listener I mean, out there. Tell me an ACDC song that was popular from 92 on. Yeah, and, and honestly, like the only reason that ACDC is even being listened to right yeah. now is because of the Iron Man movie. Yes. Well, even that, but all that, all the Iron Man movie songs. So you were, you were rocking out to ACDC in 1997? Whenever Stiff Upper Lip came out, I was rocking out to them. Okay, well, fair well, enough. Well, I'm just saying. But like, I mean, that's you, though, Todd. I mean, well, that might not mu- just be representative well, no, of everyone music else. music taste is very subjective, right? Mm. That's why it's such... A very hard thing, but I'm just trying to grab rasp it around my head, which is a word. The uh, that <laughs> Kiss can sell out an eighty thousand seat arena. And uh, if they it, can, it, fucking kudos. I, I'm not saying that they. But that then they again, are. I'm not saying that they. I'm just saying jewels on TV has to help. Absolutely, yeah. Everyone knows, you know, the Gene Simmons. It was interesting. One thing uh, I will. Uh, I'm not sure. I will say I'm not sure if you know the Montreal. You know, stadium is eighty thousand, sixty thousand, yeah. whatever it is. It may be four hundred people that you know, just. Hey, I don't know. I really don't like Kiss, but what do you know? Um, Nothing to do on a Saturday night. Exactly. So it's actually a they Wednesday that they're going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, they it it's not one thing that I uh, I really was surprised at at the Kiss concert was the first hour and twenty minutes. I recognized two songs. <laughs> yeah, but they were energetic. They were entertaining. Yeah. They were from their original albums. They were from Kiss Alive. They were from every dimension. They were you know new songs that they had going on. And uh, uh, Paul Stanley comes up and says, "You know, there's uh, there's a new. Uh, we're working on a new uh, a new album. And I want you. You know, when I say this, this, and this, I want you to say yeah, yeah, yeah." And it everyone just crowd, fed into it. it. Got the crowd everyone was just feeding into it, and nobody, <laughs> new album. nobody knew any other lyrics to this song Kiss except for say Mac. yeah, yeah, yeah. And people were shouting, people were throwing each other's shoulders. It was just, it, it's just the energy that they create. Yeah, well, from like, their show. That's the thing. Like, whether you want to comment on Kiss being relevant today or not, they are entertainers, and mm. they've been doing it for years. So, like, they know I'm like they know how to work a crowd, right? Be it their stage show, be it their theatrics, be it their songs, be it their actually how they play live. Like Kiss Alive was, uh, I remember reading an article how Kiss Alive was one of their greatest albums, mm-hmm. and all it is is just a live version of their old stuff. It's exactly, but they put on such well, a good you know, show. To be fair, a lot of people say the same about uh, Nirvana's uh, what is it, Live in Seattle the album? Unplugged. The unplugged, yeah, the unplugged. Album. They, yep. A lot of people think that's You're their right. best album. No, it's a good call. The uh, so like, if you were to tell me last year that oh we're bringing Kiss to Fort Mac, I literally would have told you fuck off, stop. Because that's the type of person you are. It is, right? <laughs> I would have said the same thing. Well, exactly. I wouldn't have believed myself. <laughs> well, no, and I think Vince with Buffalo bringing them here actually kind of, like I wrote on their Facebook page, they literally just set the bar. 
Like we mm-hmm. can have this kind of caliber show. Like uh, I'm hearing some people said it wasn't well organized. Like, is there anything to back this up at all? Like you were there. No, like, it um, for an. I don't. I, I haven't heard anything uh, concrete. Concrete that you no. Know, yeah, it wasn't what for what uh, for. Uh, without saying too much here, from a behind the scenes perspective, um, from hearing various people that uh, I know, or have have as contacts at McDonald Island and here in town, um, the show that they put on was far and beyond what I expected it to be. Yeah, you know, I expected it to be you know when I said, "Oh, Canada Rocks Weekend, we have Kiss," and I expected Kiss to come out and say. Okay, we have four songs. Here we are. Welcome to the city. Exactly. Honestly, Pinchy, that that was uh, my perspective on it. When I heard that they were coming, it's very much like a lot of bands where, um, you know, you you set yourself up for certain bands that you you've never seen live, and then mm-hmm. they come, and you know, it's like it's they play yeah. four or five songs, and, and sometimes they'll do a good set, but sometimes it's not, etc. Um, I'm I'm rambling a little bit in that respect, but like usually it's kind of like just enough to your money's worth, and yes. then they they come off stage but it sounds to me that like they kind of they, they you know you they got what they paid for and more right oh so. absolutely let uh, me just a hundred dollars yeah i for you know general admission mm-hmm. to a kiss concert yeah i guarantee if you go online right now you will not find that anywhere else in the country well let's just read some stats here from the weekend so over ten thousand people enjoyed they call it the hottest show on earth i actually read the actual number of tickets was a little over 11 but so 10 11 thousand people uh, first people in line were at one thirty in the afternoon. The show, I believe, opened up at 6. Yes. Uh, by 6 p.m., 5,000 people were in that lineup. Everyone was through the gate in an hour and 45 minutes. That's pretty impressive. That's actually... Everyone's like, oh, my God, two hours, but that's not that It was bad. exceptionally impressive how well organized they were at shuttling everybody through uh, through the yeah, gate. That could have been crazy, yeah. So yeah. think about this now. we got 11,000 people, 10, 11,000 people, uh, site safely managed only with 11 misdemeanor arrests. Mm-hmm. That's actually not bad, considering... Uh, no possession? I would assume there would have been a well, lot of possession charges. <laughs> Misdemeanor, they only said. They didn't oh, okay. say criminal, right? <laughs> yeah. the, uh, which is interesting because the 5,000 people at uh, the Northern Classic, the outdoor hockey game, yes. that number was way higher. <laughs> yes. So, interesting there. Oh, f- uh, over 5,000 or 5,000, over 500 volunteers for events in Buffalo, which is really good. Uh, can I interrupt you there? And I think no. that's... The, uh, <laughs> go ahead. I think that is the... From... Uh, from what I've seen, from the the people I've seen who volunteer for events like this, is uh, is the actual uh, I'll, I'll forgive the term here the diehards of the volunteering community is this show would have not been even close to, to what it without was it. without the volunteers. No, you're right. The, you're the volunteers right. absolutely made this show and. I think when everybody, you know, uh, when people expected it to, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's Kiss. It's going to be, you know, yay, you know, Kiss, come out, said a few, few things. It's going to be ridiculous. It won't be organized. It'll be, yeah. you know, this and yeah. the other thing. And I think that's, uh, I'm going to give a shout out here. And I think this is uh, one of the reasons, you know, one of the main reasons we're doing this podcast is just to the volunteers that you do turn out in a community like this when people say, wow, yeah. Kiss is coming. Yeah. I want to volunteer. I want to be a part I of this. Be I want this. to do everything that I can to make this Absolutely. the show of the decade. Absolutely. No, you are and 150% right. And I think that's where it came through 
where everybody thought it was going to be disorganized, where everybody's like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a conundrum. There'll be you know, ridiculousness going on. Um, the shuttling to and fro from McDonald Island. Yeah, the, I was the actually just part. getting to that there. Like there 150 security officers, including yes. uh, firms, including like private contractors, bylaw and RCMP. 50 buses with three transportation firms. Mm-hmm. Uh, estimated economic impact of over $2 million. Believe hmm. absolutely believable. Everyone off the concert site within thirty minutes, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone off Mac Island itself in an hour and forty-five. Mm-hmm. Uh, biggest weekend in Wood Buffalo history with an estimated forty-one thousand people visiting Mac Island in just over three days. So that yeah. means that they got to up the ante for next year. That's the thing. Like they set the bar. Like events Wood Buffalo really set the bar here. Like, well, it, it, they got to be either at it or above it. You yeah, know in, I mean? Interesting. Interesting. Interestingly enough, events Wood Buffalo is a sponsor for the 2011 Interplay Film Festival. Well, I was going to say, and so. the bar is set, so now we got to deliver. Yeah, yeah, and we're still taking entries up until the 22nd. That leaves about three weeks now. Uh, I have gotten a couple of emails on uh, some uh, some other entries. One of them actually was from uh, from Russia. Mother Russia. From Russia. Russia. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's, without giving too much away, the entry is about a uh, a former KGB agent who yes. who writes Hollywood action movies, and he's been asked to write a romance. So, like, that's the premise a of it. romance. Yeah, it's a short. So, uh, I mean, keep keep the entries coming. Um, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Uh, just waiting on more people. So Definitely, guys. Uh, keep it up. Filmfestival at eventswithbuffalo.com is our email. Uh, check out com just for some more details. You'll see the uh, interplay. We're, we're going to be link. promoting it a lot heavier now that uh, the uh, KISS concert's out of the way. Canada so. Rocks is done. Events with Buffalo, kinda, the focus is now shifting to interplay. Interplay so. is basically our next our next big yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so. it's going to be held Summerfest. at King Street this year instead of because now that they're doing all the construction in front of the municipal yes. buildings. Yeah. So speaking of uh, volunteers, definitely if you, uh, anyone listening out there, you want to volunteer for Interplay, which is a great, great, uh, great time, uh, email Events with Buffalo, go on their website. They're definitely going to be looking for volunteers. So check sure. out. I know I'm signing up. Yeah. yeah uh, interestingly enough, um, knows, you know what I really like. Uh, what I really liked hearing about that, uh, Kyle, was um, just the fact that like a lot of people say that you know people uh, workers come to Fort McMurray just to come get their paycheck and and leave. And leave. And, yeah, but it sounds like there's a lot more community spirit than we thought there was in this commu- in in Fort McMurray. So, and and the Buffalo region in general, right? So, well, I always knew that the, the spirit was there. It's just trying to have an outlet. Mm-hmm. For it, you know what I mean. Like you can rant and rave on a podcast all you want; it's only going to get you so far. And hell, I do it, and some people still think that I'm full of shit, right? <laughs> but no, when you actually have an event like this, where it's actually proven that the, yes, there is stuff to do. Yes, you can be entertained, and Fort McMurray is a beautiful region that has that, yeah that is actually can well, it made me laugh can step on the world. Stage, it made me right? laugh because like Ryan was uh, mentioning on uh, Facebook how like. He was saying he, he was mentioning something about like uh, he he had heard so much on Facebook about the Kiss concert that mm-hmm. he he had just basically posted if you if you like Kiss you can no longer be my friend because he had heard so much about it and you know I know Ryan he can be cynical at the best of times <laughs> but like the thing is um, I think that's a good thing the fact yeah, that is. like there's so much people that were you know raving about the concert that you know it's like it was rallying enough, around an enough event. to bother mm-hmm. Ryan <laughs> that's like the bar now if you can bother Ryan <laughs> you've made posts, it that's you've success. made it yeah if you. Can <laughs> Overcloud Ryan's posts. <laughs> yes. Um, so all in all, Pinchy, like you heard it here first, guys. Like everyone that you, you see on Twitter or Facebook that's saying the organization was shit, you're listening to a guy that was there. I have been to 
I've been to a, a fair number of concerts. I've been to. Uh, uh, I'll give a shout out to uh, my Nova Scotia listeners here, if any are out there. Uh, concert on, us, concert on concert on the hill, the Citadel Hill concert. It's a huge Canada Day weekend event. Um, they've had everyone from Our Lady Peace, uh, Bare Naked Ladies, um, Great Aussie. Big C, Aussie, yeah. everything. It's a great concert. It's fantastic. It's it's kind of like a uh, it's kind of like a mini. Boonstock. If I want to, if I've led into too much here down in uh, down in Gibbons, no, no. But uh, from what I've seen uh, from the Kiss concert, and just the fact that we were probably about twenty five, maybe thirty feet from the front, you know, from the front railing, um, Kiss was another ten feet past that. You know, you're 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 literally thirty five feet, forty feet from, uh, you know. Gene Simmons and and Ace mm. and everybody that's up there. Gene Simmons and the other ones and the other ones. No, <laughs> and but, the rest. But no, that's that. <laughs> is that how they what, no, 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 no. Gene no, Paul Stanley. Every, like, oh uh, right, Paul Stanley. Uh, um, uh, everybody. Like the one thing about Kiss is every month goes. Oh, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons sang about thirty percent of the well, lyrics. Well, he's he's he's, he's, the, he's the bassist. Yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. Theatrics. He's the front man of the show. You know, not to say he doesn't contribute. He's an amazing mm. contribution to the band. But the one thing that I really like about Kiss is everybody is joins in. Everyone joins in. Everyone does their bit. Everyone, you know, guitar solo, lyrics, everything. It's just amazing. It it really is the hottest show on earth, and just to it's give people just a view, unbelievable the the amount of lights, the amount of the like you you just like you're just drawn into it. You go, wow! This is she's gonna like buy a a, a a station wagon and go on tour. <laughs> <laughs> now well, just to give people a, a visual, like I posted a picture on the OIMM Facebook site. Uh, I stole it from Kiss Online, but mm-hmm. where they did the four band members. Like with the crowd to their back, yes. Like you can get a glimpse of this is Mac Island, this is Fort McMurray. This is it was a beautiful, beautiful shot. And I, I have it as I have the photos as well from yeah. from my perspective of the same thing. And I'll, I'll yeah, by the time this by photos. the time this airs, I'll have them to you. We'll uh, post it on the on the One Man Podcast yeah, Facebook absolutely. site. So, at a, out of a, a out of ten, how was the weekend? Ten. Beautiful. There you go. And this nice. is this is from someone that was there. Unfortunately, I couldn't dare. Me and Tito couldn't so, make it. So uh, on July the second, I was uh, I went to go play golf and I got heat stroke and I started puking. <laughs> that, that was that was my heavy night. candidate. <laughs> 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 in one. You played golf to perfectly. You know? yeah. oh, oh, forget God. about forget about more Rory McIlroy. Forget about Tiger Woods. <laughs> Every like ninety nine point nine nine percent of the people who go golfing go golfing. They have heat stroke. They get way too drunk and they puke. Well. <laughs> The, and it's that's great the thing. Time. I was fine. I was fine up until I got home. I got home and all of a sudden I started feeling really nauseous. And then I started puking. And I remembered I didn't eat anything that day. Oh. And so it was alcohol coming back out. So and that was making me puke even harder. And then af- right after that, I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna go lie down for a bit. I go to lie down and I pop in. Um, I pop in. Uh, what's it called? Um, uh, the Robocop versus the Nazis podcast, which is sister cast. And then I find out that there's now a cousin cast. <laughs> and We're going to go into so, this right now? Yeah, yeah, of course we are. Um, right. So <laughs> if you guys remember episode seven of the Y-Men podcast, 
please. <laughs> I'm joking. We're not going to do the flashback. Yeah, just put, yeah, insert here. Cut, edit. Um, uh, we were talking about the Metro Digital Shorts last round. If you guys remember, my, my entry for that one was uh, the Playing With Toys short, uh, which uh, placed second place. And uh, as I, as I'm not going to keep going on about that because it's in the episode seven. But we had also talked about first place, and that was Simon Glassman. He... Um, he did the felt up shorts. Now, Pinchy, you just heard, you just saw the Corey short, the one that actually won him uh, the the first place, right? Now he guest spotted on Robocop versus the Nazis, and he also guest spotted on uh, a Thunder podcast, Fist. Thunder Fist Productions podcast. And um, I guess the the first the first off is Simon had a lot of very positive things to say about myself and the and the shorts I've done, and I really thank him for it because it's really nice to know that people like they appreciate the, the what your work. And like I like I've said before, I really enjoyed the felt up shorts. Like I think they were really well done, and I th- I think he deserved to win. Like the humor was there, and and you know there's nothing funnier than real life, right? Like you know truth is often stranger than fiction. And yeah, I, like uh, like I said, this is it, it was really good in my perspective. Now uh, Todd had a couple of comments to say about that as well. Now Todd wasn't necessarily negative, but he wasn't overly positive. I, he's giving me eyes from across the table right now. I'm he's just rubbing his beard. Speak, man. Yeah, Keep um, going. <laughs> and so the Thunderfist guys decided to uh, take off their gloves and slap YMM podcast in the face. So I'm going to let Todd. Take it from here. Oh, and before before I before I hand it over to Todd, this is coming from me, Simon. If you're listening, um, I'm really sorry for the awkward moment you had to have with your girlfriend on the ride home. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's shitty. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's I I, I I understand where you're coming from. Like, I have friends. <laughs> like I would say, I have friends that uh, that comment on my work all the time. <clears throat> Ryan <laughs> and uh, and it's things it's things like knives, but but they're my friends and I know they're saying it to be constructive and to try to make me a better filmmaker. So anyway, here's Todd. Uh, uh, um, okay, so basically, pretty much episode seven was in May. So out of nowhere, Simon comes on Robocop <laughs> versus the Nazis as well as Thunderfist and starts talking about this, which is fine. Do you guys recall the com? Or- yeah, I'll say it to you as well, Tito, and as well as everyone else that's listening out there that was involved. Do you guys remember the conversation I had about Felt Up? Do, do we want to talk about the conversation that was in the podcast or what we everything that was cut out? Anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm never, just egging you on, Never man. once. Like, Thunderfist went on and says he doesn't get the humor. I understood the humor. The dialogue in it is fucking hilarious. And I said that to you since when you, the minute you showed me what beat us in Metro Shorts, I said this is this would make an excellent fucking podcast. It's hilarious. It's beyond funny. Even I just, even that it, it from from what I've watched is it it's even like to to listen to that it sounds like you know it's hilarious even if it was live radio like being yes, broadcast on exactly. the air. Exactly. This what guy I, speaks phenomenally much better than what than I didn't I do. like about it. And I'll make myself very clear because everyone <laughs> seems to know. Everyone forgets this part. Everyone's just like, he hated my, my movie. No, I make it very clear. The dialogue was funny. I just didn't like the whole puppet aspect. I didn't. That was the only thing about it. And I didn't understand that like, people were laughing at the dialogue, which I understand. It was very funny. It, did it deserve to win first place? Sure, whatever. It, it was fucking hilarious. But I just didn't understand the whole, how do people find the whole puppet part funny? How I explained it in episode seven was I'm not a technical guy. I'm not in the industry at all. 
and they said it themselves in the Thunderfist podcast. They're like, well, Todd, if you don't like the humor, if you don't appreciate the humor part, hopefully you can appreciate the way it was shot and it was cut. Todd's I, I don't. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I don't Pissed know. Pissed as a dawn it is. Well, no, I, <laughs> well, no I, I, don't, I don't know how it's shot and cut. I don't understand that whole aspect of it. When I go and watch a film... I need to be visually entertained, right? Jim Henson is rolling in his grave right Whoa. now. Yeah, <laughs> he really is, actually. <laughs> well, seriously, like I'm just saying, I didn't find the puppets part, the the puppets part, all that great. I was laughing my ass off at the dialogue. I think it's mm-hmm. hilarious. Oh shit, sorry. It's, that's all I said about it, right? I, mm-hmm. But to me, it sounds like Simon took like that might have been the first negative review he ever heard about it. Because to me, I think he took it way too personally. Yeah. I it really did. <laughs> He popped it in and, and felt bad when his girlfriend was in the car. Oh, sorry, but like that's just how I feel. I didn't like your movie, man. It's simple as that. Okay, okay. That, that's, I, that's I'd be Simon. Uh, I'll gladly buy you a beer at the bar. We can discuss movies, podcasts, whatever the hell you want. But it's a trap, Simon. Don't take it. Well, no, don't take it, Simon. <laughs> Simon, don't. If you to sit there and say that we'll never be friends just because I don't like your movie. Uh, that's okay. Man. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I, I think okay. I think these guys are saying everything with with a bit of humor. So oh, no, I, I know. So, I came, so am I. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. <laughs> what? But no, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no, to me, what gets me is you in this whole situation. You're just well, like, I like, oh, you're making fucking like, enemies again, Todd. I like, I like throwing gasoline on the yeah, fire. Yeah. <laughs> you're making fucking enemies, Todd, for having an opinion and saying how you feel. No, 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 okay, no, no, so so let, let me just let me. Okay, when we hear someone tell us a story, right? It's usually an exaggeration of that person. So when I say something funny happened to me, it's not. It, you, the the literal way it happened isn't going to be the way your mind interprets it when you're hearing the story, right? A lot of a lot of stories are in the way you tell them, right? And I think that the fact that these puppets are acting out these stories, a visual is, representation, is part of that, right? They're over exaggerated versions of these people, and the stories are kind of ridiculous as as it as they the are. The stories right? are great, yeah, yeah. And what I'm getting at is. To over-exaggerate that to the next level, I mean, they're feeding both senses in that respect, where you're seeing something overly done, both visually and the way it's being told. Because these people, when they're telling them, like a lot of these people, they're kind of either a little bit drunk or a little on the spot, or they're just really good at telling stories, right? They, they're, they're very humorous storytellers. And I think that w- that's what makes it work. And like I was, uh, like I was saying to uh, Todd earlier when we weren't on the podcast is, I think the real sign of, of good filmmaking is when you don't notice the uh, the visual work that went into something when something just flows naturally. Bingo. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, like like we've talked about this before is um, it's all about the story, right? You could you could yes. have something that was shot on your iPhone if it's funny, like the guy getting shot in the nuts with the flashbang. That is hilarious. <laughs> no, I didn't right. care that it was that shot was literally shot from a phone that was shooting a TV. Screen. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, you're right. And like I said, the stories for this is hilarious. I just didn't like the puppets aspect. And, like, I think what he's kind of getting mixed up, which I didn't reference exactly, is when we started talking about the L.A. Like, it might have been the way I cut it. To be honest, I can't even find it in Episode 7 where I, where I said it. So He's calling you a liar, Simon. No, I'm sure it's there. <laughs> I just can't find it to hear exactly what I said. But I know we were talking about the judging. Mm-hmm. And I think Simon and Thunderfist might think that I was like, oh, playing with toys should have won. God damn it, where's my Oscar? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I just think that exactly what they said. Appreciate the way it was shot and was cut. How many people at these Metro Shorts are in the industry that can appreciate that? Like, well, here's the I thing. wish I can. I really do. I, I would love to be in the industry. Hang on now. Like, I just, I, I hate when they're, I don't like when they're like, oh, Todd's a fucking prick. I like being called a prick when I am one. 
<laughs> but seriously, he really I, does. I, I he really does. I didn't want to be a prick for that aspect. I just didn't like what I saw. And for them to, uh, yeah, no, just, no, 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 and that's fine, Todd. Uh, what, what, uh, Pitchy, go ahead. You were going to. I, I, I'm going to. Def- I'm going to play a, a little bit of difference here. I'm going to defend both positions here. I was going to say you're going to be the difference maker and defend me because no one ever does. Hey, uh, okay, Jimmy Carter, uh, let's uh, see what you got. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to defend nice. both positions here. Is um, and it plays on actually both of what uh, what you've said here is from a a podcast perspective. The the listeners out there listening to this pod podcast everyone has an interpretation of uh, the the human mind wants to put a visual representation onto something onto everything mm-hmm. uh you know whether it you know, is you know thoughts or perceptions or dreams or what have you uh when you're listening to a podcast everyone out there you know has sort of a mental picture of what's going on you know especially when someone's giving an anecdote you know, you yeah. you perceive mentally how stuff is progressing in your in your own mind, yeah. how it's going along, how it's how it's you know how it's flowing, and I think where Todd, you might be coming from, is that you know it it to have an actual visual representation of the story may not be what you know what you saw, and you, it it may be conscious, may be subconscious, it may be you know that you 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 didn't like the puppets because you know it wasn't. Con, you know, it was contrasting of what your your perception of it was. Maybe that, yeah. maybe it dwindled down where you 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 actually you know you were listening to the podcast. You thought it was hilarious when you were talking to it, or when or sorry when you were listening to it, and you you know you were creating your own visual interpretation of it. Um, so that's that's I can see that's where you might you know say oh you know that it was a great podcast. It was a great part of that. To put the puppets in there, it kind of demeaned it down. It really didn't, you know, it didn't give it what I thought. Well, here's the thing: what I, what I thought it was. It, it, it wasn't a podcast, though. It was. It was what he did is he recorded conversations or a, a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm just not, saying. Not, yeah. not, I'm not, saying not it exactly could have been a podcast. podcast it it right? could have been a podcast. And maybe podcast, that. It, maybe yeah, yeah. like you're right. I, yeah. I know the track you're in. Like maybe yeah. I had like being such a podcast fan where I listen. Like I don't even barely listen to music anymore. I just listen to podcasts fucking twenty four seven. Maybe. Maybe that's hurting me because in my head I'm like, okay, I like hearing a story and visualize it in my head. Yeah. So when I hear no this kick-ass scene, story, yeah. then I see these puppets. Like to me, I yeah. think if he had actors acting this out kind of like over the top, I think that would have been just ten times better. Yeah. But this is my opinion. Yeah. Where I where I see from Tito's perspective is I really enjoyed just uh, I'm I'm a Muppets fan. I have <laughs> I have every single season of the Muppets show. And the on my computer, out. on my DVD, like, it, it's just uh, the Muppet Show. It's even my ringtone right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, done. the, the Muppet you, Show. Well it is my ringtone right now. And from what I see from from Tito's perspective, is uh, a representation of you know actually visualizing, putting into a visual perspective, and mm. giving it to uh, an additional audience. In you know, I'm not saying people who can't visualize on themselves, but you know, you know, giving a visual aspect. To a conversation, to you know, uh, 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 to you know, giving giving life to a voice, yeah, you know, giving re- visual representation to a voice in not a live action thing because anyone can stand up there and go, "This is CNN," you know. Mm-hmm. No offense to Walter Cronkite, but you know, fair enough, and, fair enough. you know, to rep- visual representation. But if you had the uh, the announcer from the Muppet Show who represented Walter Cronkite, well, there was under that there was that Blue <laughs> that Eagle, eagle that exactly, eagle. Yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah, the news you anchor know, you guys, out there. You gotta go to good it, it's it's just you know, it's a little bit comical, and I think you know because it was a comedic situation, it was a it was an awkward situation 
to have puppets, you know, and the way he, that he cut it together, it wasn't just, you know, a narrator sitting there talking out. The narration versus the actual what was happening, it was an excellent breakdown of uh, visual narration where the puppet was actually narrating what, mm-hmm. what he was saying versus acting out. What uh, what the events were yeah, saying? Yeah, and, so. and I think uh, uh, and and to throw some of the fire on uh, Robocop versus Nazis, I guess is <laughs> what they were talking about. Um, what they had mentioned uh, last season was just how um, we have the guy, the guy spicy back pain, the guy that does the animated shorts. That was that drugs one you showed me. Yeah, right? the drugs yeah, one. Funny. Yeah, and 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 it's kind of almost a similar concept. And because there's a lot of work that goes into animation as well as as well as puppeteering, as it were, right? And what I'm getting at is what they had said is okay. So once again, you just nailed the example. There's a lot of work that goes into animation as puppeteering. You're dead on the money, but when you're talking to a general audience, they don't give a shit about the work. They want to hey, look at no, the story. Okay, and the just hang right? on, hang on. Okay. Riley Beach, um, he uh, what they, what the guys had said was he has graduated from Metro Shorts. So the idea is that he's mm-hmm. done so well that he he won the last year. He he's the one that got. Two tickets to around wherever West Jet oh, okay. flies, yeah, yeah. and and and, and what they felt was it wasn't fair that he was able to keep submitting because he had already proven that he was better than everyone there, right? Okay. So, yeah, okay. what I'm getting at is um, what what I'm going to say about uh, felt up is um, it's a brilliant idea. Like I'm talking about an, an idea that is it can make him money in the respect that yes. this can be more than just something of a web series. He's gone from amateur to professional. Yeah, yeah. And like you were saying, like people that work in the industry, not many of the people that submit to Metro work in the industry. Like I would say maybe Riley, just because he's been on that uh, on that show now. Okay, would you say you work in the industry? No. Okay, uh, that I'll change my what I said, that have a knowledge of the industry. Okay, so have like, knowledge of film, you yes, mean. Yes, yeah. because you know 10 times more than I do. Like I exactly you, ten times. Well, <laughs> well, no. Like I said, ten point zero zero one. Like I said in the other podcast, the only thing I can go by is I know what I like, right? Yeah. And yeah. I know what I think. I, I, I look at a film from what is pre- being presented to me, not how it was shot, not the work that was put into it. I don't want to give like I, when I said uh, a minute ago about the animation. Like I do want to give animators props and puppeteers. Like I'm sure there's a lot of work, but when you're sitting there watching a movie, that's not what your first thought is. Your first thought is what's going on, what's the plot, what's the story. How this, am I going to get lost in this movie? This is short or not, right? This is an interesting contrast between the filmmaker and no offense, the audience. Yes, you're just you know just seeing the the contrast. No, yeah, and, and, right but here. Like, the thing is, like, and it, I feel like that's the reason why the felt up shorts work so well because, like, I, like I was saying, um, it, to um, uh, Simon's credit, essentially. If what makes them really funny is a, a person when they watch them, they can invo- uh, uh, enjoy them on a very simplistic level where it's like ah, there's puppets, they're very funny. Like the physical actions yes, are very humorous. There's also hang on, simpletons. hang on. But here's the thing: it's not simple. It was it wasn't a simple task to get to that. One, it had to be the the idea is brilliant in the sense that you're getting real stories, which are very hard to find in terms of like you have the originality of someone's real life awkwardness you're adding the the humorous aspect of the and they were talking about this in the thunderfist podcast about how the muppets are one of the few uh one of the few uh uh i guess shows that their general human uh, general human general humor like their their <laughs> their pg humor yes it holds up it's actually funny 
And you don't have to have Kermit swearing. You don't have to have Kermit doing drugs. It's actually funny on its own. You don't have to mess with that formula. So what I'm getting at is Simon's taking it to kind of like that next level in the respect that you're getting these embarrassing stories and you're adding this other aspect to them. Now, mm-hmm. now that's where it works on the entertainment level. On the technical level, it works actually to even better because if you pay really close attention to how these things were shot – there's a lot of work and meticul- meticulous nature that went into the edits. Like of course every shot puppets. of those puppets, it wasn't like, oh, let's hide the hand. Yeah, they're it was, yeah. They were set up to express, express an emotion in that really quick shot, right? Yeah. My thing is even just trying to sync the audio with to a the puppet? visual to a puppet, it's... Yeah, you know, it's not as much as you know, I was trying to sync to a live person, mm-hmm. but you know, just just the shot in. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, there, there's a lot of work that goes into all all these aspects. And you know, if 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 uh, if our listeners are interested, if they go to the Robocop versus the Nazis episode where they interview um, uh, Simon Glassman, as well as the Thunderfist uh, Productions podcast where they interview Simon Glassman, he goes into this in detail. And it's uh, I, you know, I think uh, I honestly believe that Simon won. He won for a reason. He it, like the prize he got really sucked though. The meat basket. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that one, Simon. If, if I had won and I had gone to get to get a basket of meat, I I probably would have been like just you know smile and clench my teeth. Well, we're, uh, <laughs> but you know it, it's the thought. Thank you. No, but it, but it's the thought that counts. And like the thing is, he doesn't want to be you know. Obviously, he got money as well. But like the thing is, you know, it's like to the year past was a, a plane tickets to anywhere, and then this year was like a oh, so the of plane meat. tickets was year before. Oh, fuck, that was definitely a downgrade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was. Yeah. So I, I mean, I guess to add insult to injury, then he's got to listen to this podcast. <laughs> where just like, okay. Well, well, I don't get why he's so funny. Are we? Can I just? I'm gonna. I'm gonna cap this. Are we done? I, I'm just gonna put a cap on yeah. it by saying this last thing, Simon. I really didn't mean no offense. I hope you didn't take it personally. What you guys said on the two podcasts, I thought were hilarious. Rip me a new asshole. No problem. <laughs> the thing is, dude, don't take what a fat guy from Fort McMurray says as opinion like as to heart I didn't like your movie move on you won Metro <laughs> Shorts seriously like you actually do stuff where I just sit in my dining room table and record a uh, podcast don't, don't say that well Tom. no I'm serious you're like, really putting yourself down now though whatever it, I'm just saying like people enjoy the podcast I'm sure they do but I'll, my point is I'm trying to make is uh, it kind of sounded like I know everything takes for it's podcast like everything is with a sense of humor right mm. like I just I, I'd have no, I, I got no problem being called an asshole when I'm trying to be one. But literally, when I talked about felt up, I wasn't trying to be one. It probably was the way I edited, it, but literally, I, I just didn't like the visual. And I'm hoping I'll definitely buy you a beer, Simon. No hard feelings, but so don't let this, don't let my one opinion just ruin you. <laughs> on one, uh, on a side note, uh, I just found it really, huge, and I'm gonna start shit with Thundercast, I guess, with this Thunderfist casts, Thunder, Thunderfist production. You just call them Thundercats. <laughs> Forgot about Snarf. Everyone forgets about Snarf. But what I was going to say is um, the most opinionated member of them, his name is Corey, which is the actual guy that the Corey from the Felt Up short. And what makes me laugh, it, it, what made me really laugh about the whole situation was, Corey, you're just like Todd. <laughs> you guys are exactly the same. So this is what you got to look forward to, buddy. You guys what you like seen love to with run your mouths. <laughs> <laughs> what you see him playing with toys is what you got to look forward to, man. The gut, just the fucking no life. Get ready. They called man. you a virgin, too. Fuckers. Yeah, tell that to your kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, okay, so on that note, Thunder Fist Productions is uh, another podcast out of Edmonton. They're definitely a funny bunch. Uh, listen to episode... 
I forget which episode. Insert edit 20, I think is what it is. Uh, They ripped me a new asshole, and it's just, it's funny the whole way through. Episode 13, lucky 13. Episode 13, they ripped me a new asshole, but they also say a lot of other funny shit not about the YMM podcast. Check them out. It's good times. Uh, They're going to be added to our promo list. Uh, So, yeah, uh, kudos, guys. Um, We touched on it. We we mentioned it. That's it on uh, episode 11. But now we'll kind of go into a bit more detail. Uh, On June 26th, at exactly 11.15 p.m., Wood Buffalo RCMP responded to a complaint of assault at Borealis Park. Uh, RCMP determined an altercation took place between a number of individuals that resulted in two males being stabbed with an undisclosed weapon. Uh, unfortunately, these two people were twins, and they died. They were only 17 years old. So it actually is a double murder that happened in Fort Mac, and... I'm going to go on record, and I want to say it very clear, because people tend, tend to uh, not hear what you say when you kind of say an asshole comment. Well, here's the thing. When you, when you say something, you've got to be careful, because it could always take and mis- be misconstrued or taken out of context. Which is fine. <laughs> That's my life in whole. <laughs> fuck you, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, Corey. Fuck Tito? Really? Fuck <laughs> Tito? <laughs> I thought we capped Thunderface. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> As tragic as this is, and it is very, very tragic, I feel very bad for the families. Anyone dying for any reason, for anything, but especially being so young and in high school, is tragic, tragic. But what drew my attention on Twitter was that everyone started trashing Fort McMurray, which of course you know or I'll start coming to the rescue. Because literally they're just like... In your black suit. (laughs) (laughs) Playing with toys. I'm trying to check it out. The... uh, Everyone started trashing for McMurray. They were like, two teens died, and of course we had that other, um, it, the death in the pond, yeah. uh, about a week ahead of it. Uh, another kid, very tragic, but they ruled out foul play, but it was still a death, so we had like that kind of that bad two mm-hmm, weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people started trashing for McMurray about how violent it is. What kind of got me is when I started hearing people talk about, like, you... Is it not safe to walk in the streets? Like, this was the exact quote that got me going. Is it not safe to walk into the streets anymore? People just start getting stabbed for no reason. Uh, absolutely not. For living downtown near Borealis Park for, for five years, uh, Richmond and Franklin, right by the Badolan. You're, You're in the heart. Yeah, I was in the heart. You know, it was, I was, you know, hundreds of meters from Borealis Park. Is it somewhere that I go at night? No. Every listener out there, no matter what city it is, Fort McMurray, Toronto, New York, you know, uh, Cleveland, you know, anywhere out there, Denver, you know, the small towns, Albuquerque, you know, everything. There are parts of the city that you know to avoid after dark. It's not something that, you know, everyone, you know, everyone wants to be, feel safe in the city. Everyone wants to feel, you know, safe. Yeah. There, you know, unfortunately it is. Urban population will spawn some, you know, undesired elements. Undesired elements. Yeah. Now, um, now, and the thing is, is do you know? There, it hasn't been. You know, no, not all facts have been put no, forward. And, and that's one it's thing you said right from the get go. The whole truth hasn't been. It's out speculation yet. from here, but from people you know that live here in Fort McMurray, people that know the downtown area, you know, you just there. There are places that you avoid. 
like late at Let, night. Let's you know, there, give a little bit of a context to the area. So, Snipe, uh, the Snipe Park or Borealis Park is by the Sny River, right? And yep. it's and it's the back end of the downtown area. Yes. Now, not to say that this area is an undesirable area. During the day, it's actually very nice, beautiful. The, what makes it undesirable during the night isn't because of oh my god, that's where the crackheads hang out. It's because unlike the rest of the city, it's poorly lit at night. It's remote. So it's it's unlit. very remote because it's yes. right by the right by the river. Yes. There's very few lights. I mean, it looks creepy at night. And, it does. And, yeah, and, and you know, maybe that's something that needs to be addressed. It's like, because you know what? One of, one of the first elements against an undesirable element is showing light. Yeah, yeah. It's sh- yes. Like, sh- if you want something protected, light it. But right? even before... Shed light on the story. Yeah. <laughs> but even more, like, before we go into actual undesirable areas, like, I don't even think this is really an undesirable area. Like you said, this be, be common sense. Like, do you really want to go for a stroll at midnight into a, a darkly lit alley? No. No. But... Based on the conversations I've had with a few people, like everything is all unconfirmed, of course. Reading their guys' Facebook page, like I don't think the two guys that unfortunately died were out trying to help the homeless at midnight. Do you know what I mean? Like, as you said, there's no facts to the story, so I'm not going to say what I'm saying is true. But I like to think that people just don't get killed for no reason. And I'm going to go on record and say, and I will say this now, I bet you any money that these two kids didn't just die for no reason. Something happened out there. There's a lot of rumors going around about a drug deal gone wrong. Could it have happened? I don't know. But no one just gets stabbed and killed just because they told the gang to fuck off. Yeah. Something happened. Hang on. Not, notwithstanding, there are very rare times when some, an individual will get murdered for absolutely no reason. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you a really good example. Sorry, sorry to uh, no. uh, uh, butt in there. And, and he's listening, so he knows who he is. Essentially, a friend of mine, um, he was accosted in Edmonton a couple of years back, at, really close to the 109th Kingsway area, mm-hmm. which is middle of the day. He got accosted by a group of people. And they they kidnapped him in the you know in a very in the sense that like they grabbed him they wouldn't let him go they told him they would hurt him if he if he tried to escape mm-hmm. and they they took him to an ATM they made him take out money and then they were like trying to convince him to go back to their place finally he said okay if if I don't do something now they, these people are going to take me and so he started screaming for help and that's kind of scared them away what did they have as a like a, a weapon or that's the thing he didn't I, I'm not I'm kind of hazy on the details yeah, yeah. but here's the thing. Was he asking for it? I don't think so. No, no. And, and that's so, a good like, point. Sometimes like, that happens. And, uh, and So let's not rule that out completely. No, okay, you're right. Uh, uh, here, okay. I'll here, go back to what the, I said. E- with e- the even, even further, a case of a homicide. Um, well, I don't think uh, this was a direct homicide. Like, this wasn't first-degree murder. They didn't plan to kill him. No, I'm 90% sure. Homicide is an... Un- they stabbed him, and he died. Uh, well, well, let's just hom- say right now uh, it's all speculation. The, the definition of homicide is an... In, uh, in, I think it's like an uh, uh, it's a death that results from a you know something that's uh, an altercation an altercation uh, an, an unnatural death you know involving more than one person you know something you know whether it was murder is something different you know you can you know accidentally you know hit someone in a car that's coming head on it's a you know it's a homicide you know it's yeah, a, it's yeah. a death that's you know well, unnatural that's degrees first second and third right well that's and and but that leads in you know there's there's homicides that aren't actually you know murders or homicides that aren't actually manslaughter preemptive all that kind of crap. exactly yeah. so homicide does not mean intent to kill You're by right. any means You're right. these were homicides so it was not they didn't mean to go there and get killed you know it's unintentional death basically yeah. i think what homicide is and 
to that, you know, there are times where there's homicides committed in, you know, and murders committed. You know, the the Greyhound incident. Uh, yes. Three, two, three years ago. Outside Winnipeg. You know, yeah. they, exactly. But, and, like, it, but that's, that's the thing. Those are rare. This the, is what I'm trying to get at. Exceptionally rare. Exceptionally rare. Exceptionally rare. And hardly, and, you know, it all plays to the, the point of, I don't want to bring statistics into you know. <laughs> don't bring statistics into the in, Something, <laughs> something in, in, into as tragic as this event is. Twins don't go out together and randomly get stabbed and Boom, killed. Boom! There you go. That's that's actually what takes the whole coincidental element into suspicion because one, this is this is a very rare instance in, in our city. Uh, like, I mean, people have been murdered here, of course, like any other city. Yes. But, like, twins? Like, yeah. it, it's so interesting that yeah. it would be, it wouldn't be one person, it was two people. And they're twins. Uh, yeah. It, it, and well, it wasn't like twins. they were in different places and being targeted. Yeah, it, it happened same in the spot. same area. They, yeah. they were both in the same area. I mean, I know a lot of twins. They don't always have to hang out together. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's very interesting. Like, now, that being said, there is a skate park there. And, I mean, maybe that had something to do with it. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be examined. Now, I don't want to just jump to the conclusion that, oh, it must have been foul play or something that had happened. But, like, it does raise some sort of questions. It'll be interesting how this plays out because um, a lot of people, uh, there's a lot of comments about, like, cr- the criminal element uh, in Fort Murray. Like, you know, there's always those rumors yes. about showgirls and the hotel near showgirls, etc. And bike gangs in town. Like, yeah, yeah. Like- and, I mean, it's usually the rumor mill, etc., and and I mean, of course, it was that whole article in Vogue a couple of years. Was it Vogue yeah. a couple uh, of years one ago? One of them, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 some women's magazine where yeah. they were talking about basically prostitution for Mac. There is prostitution yes. for Mac, just like there. We, I mean, we talked yeah. talked about this in previous podcast. But I guess what I'm getting at is, it's it, the the fact that okay, people do get murdered for no reason. But in this town, because it's it, I mean, it's only a hundred thousand people tops. It, the chances of you getting caught are very high. Well, like, this is where the argument came in in regards to this murder. Like, the, basically, the argument comes down to is Fort McMurray safe? Gang activity, be it biker gangs, be it cultural gangs, or whatever. Like, I've lived in this town for many of years. I've never been involved with that. Like, I'm just saying, like, usually when it comes down to incidents like this, the person wasn't just not doing anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if, is there Hell's Angels in Fort McMurray? Maybe. But I don't see him. Why? Because I don't go around at showgirls or wherever they may be. You avoid start, that element. Well, no, I just start asking for drugs. Like, yeah, I go to the bars or I used to, not so much anymore. And I hung out and had a good time, got real drunk. But I don't go around looking for fucking biker gangs and wanting to, to get involved with them. You know what I mean? You're just like pissing off puppeteers. <laughs> there you go. Simon just stabs you. Bunch of puppets. They're going to haunt my dreams now with the fucking little puppets. The, uh, but no, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think people just stumble upon gang activity and be like, oh my God, I'm caught in a crossfire. No, no. I believe when someone gets in trouble in regards to like organized crime, they knowingly get involved into it. And then finally, when something happens, they realize they've gone too far. Well, you know what I mean? People don't kill for no reason. That's, yes. People I, do I totally not agree. kill. The only people who I, I don't know this I may be stereotyping here, but nine I would say a don't say vast, race, please. vast vast majority of the people who are murdered are for money oh, drugs. Okay. No, there's always you a know, cause and, and, and a, yeah. A cause. There's always a and, motive. You know, there's there, always a, there is a small element of mentally unstable people who may commit 
uh, homicides for just whatever reason. Yes, like there's always whatever examples. Reason. Son of exactly. Sam, fucking Charles exactly. Manson. There's yeah. always some shit like that. Yeah. But I'm, I just I just want to say like people saying Fort McMurray isn't safe based on this. No, Fort McMurray is a very Absolutely safe community. Not. Like even if there's shit going on, if you're smart enough to stay out of it, just like any city. Yeah, and it was like, well, I want to go out and drink and have a good time. We're, you we're can. As safe I'm living as proof any of other it. city in Alberta. I, Absolutely. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't doubt that for a second. I mean, Absolutely. I, I feel safe in this neighborhood right now. It's. I mean, it, it could be the middle of the night right now, and I'd be. I'd feel safe in this. Neighborhood. Yeah, it is the middle of the night. It's still day. I know. It's, <laughs> it's an interesting. <laughs> but and that's another element too. It's like what, what time was it? Like around eleven fifteen. Yeah, which would have been. It, it still would have been on the nineteenth on the 29th. twenty Twilight area. So, yeah, it would have been. It would have been pretty bright outside when that happened. Like but I mean, just, like there's always an element course. of common sense. Like would I take Kingston out for a stroll in front of Diggers or wherever at fucking one o'clock? Father. One o'clock in the morning? No, you gotta do a level of common sense. You know what I mean? Like everyone should say, "Well, this is if this is such a safe community, I should be able to stroll naked down fucking Franklin at any time I want to." No, you gotta have a level of common sense with you when you go to this, right? Like, do you go into the homeless shelter at Edmonton and just start screaming, "Get a job, you fucks!" Like fucking climb. You don't walk into door. a tiger's cage and pet him on the head. And thinking you should because it's a safe tiger. Yeah. Exactly. That's all I'm getting at. And like I said, a lot of people. So we're gonna follow this story. I'm going to try. We're going to have to at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of openers for Kiss, Until Dawn, actually good friends of mine, uh, Adam McLeod on vocals, Derek Worrell on guitar, Steve White on guitar, Luke Davis on bass, Luke Worrell on drums. Actually, they got uh, their first studio album out, and uh, he wanted me to have a listen and review it. I actually did, and I rather enjoyed it. They did open for Kiss. What did you think? Not my flavor, flavor of music uh, from... Witnessing the crowd, uh, the people who were there um, up front uh, actually enjoyed. Was the it music. They, they they, they, for a big audience? Like how how many people you figure? Well, it they was, opened for it, Kiss, so it was filtering in. Uh, I would say uh, I know this this may be non representative of their fan base, or you know, the, from the people who were uh, their fans that were enjoying, you know, the that were you know up front. Enjoying actually them playing, I would say a f- quite a few hundred. What? Uh, they they they're not my cup of tea. I can see uh, from their their style of music, uh, their and being from Fort McMurray, even just to open for Kiss. I know, like that, I mean, that is a, a feat and a half. Like, I I, I, I would have loved to go down just to kind of check them for out, right? for them to play a normal night um, to sell out the Casman Center. No, yeah. Uh, for them to play at venues, um, they play. They're actually now? playing at Reckless en- tonight. Envy, Reckless, you mm-hmm. know, areas where it would gather. You know, I would, I would say a a, a couple, a few hundred people would actually go out. You would go out of their way to you know go out and witness them. Um, like or again, to, you to said it, they weren't your cup of tea, right? So and 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 that's the thing is it's they're they're not my cup of tea. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not my style, it's, especially with music. It's hard to. Make a unbiased opinion if, yeah. you, if it's not yeah. your favorite type of well, music. Uh, I think a lot of it was uh, I wasn't so much paying attention to them as more of the crowd, seeing who was there, mm-hmm. you know, who was up front with me. Yeah. You know, we were just standing there waiting, going, kiss, 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 <laughs> kiss, kiss. <laughs> the um, but I did get the album. Uh, I did check it out. Uh, Any track in particular you want to recommend? Actually, yes. Uh, the Darkest Flame is one I really liked. Um, 
I believe that was one of the songs that they played at the yeah. uh, at the concert. Yeah, uh, I know. I don't, like I, I know all the guys. I've heard of them. Like they're all local Fort McMurray boys, and I'm probably I'm bad with names, but I do know Adam McLeod the best because <laughs> I know he's listening to this one. I remember grade nine, Miss Colker's math class. Adam, uh, me and you bonded <laughs> over music quite well, and uh, the uh, it was good times, and uh, I got to know you pretty well. And if there's one person that's passionate about their music it was it was definitely adam and like this type of stuff was always right up his alley and he actually got a very well like just the album art itself is just beautiful like the, the album is well produced it's well crafted uh i like the darkest flame the best i did listen to the whole thing i i want to compare them to something that i know whether or not that they like it they might be just like why'd you compare us to that but i compare them to a harder bullet for my valentine so it's very good uh like I love the intro, how it starts off. They kind of got this whole little acting thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Darkest Flame is definitely my favorite. The Dark Passenger is good. M99 I really enjoyed. Uh, album ends off with Tonight. It's definitely a great album. I, I thoroughly Here's how I want to put it. I'd recommend it to anyone I knew, but i definitely recommend it to anyone that's for McMurray because this is a for McMurray band. Cool. So yes. uh, definitely check them out. Check out their Facebook until dawn. Uh, fortunately, I don't have the links to their site right now, but everything should be on their Facebook site. We're gonna just put make it on sure the you tag the podcast. them. Yeah, oh, I'll definitely tag them. Uh, the album is definitely worth a listen. Like I said, uh, I'm not the biggest metal fan. Actually, <laughs> about eight years ago, I probably could tell you exactly what genre of music they were in, but my musical tastes have grown old with me. Well, but, seems uh, like you were listening to ACDC in '97. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Limp Bizkit was my favorite band, so that kind of yeah, I believe that. <laughs> Did you meet Fred Durst? I did. So fuck I, you. I, I, good, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Fred Durst? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, uh, so kudos until dawn. Check him out. Uh, the self-titled debut album. You'll see the link. Uh, so you were going to say the CRTC. Oh, I didn't oh uh, if uh, that also stands for can't recognize true Canadians. Fair enough. Ooh, nice. Did, did, uh, did you listen to our last podcast? I got about halfway through. Okay, so we talked about the CRTC, which is essentially the, uh, uh, the you know, Rogers, Shaw, all of our internet providers. Canadian Radio, t- yeah. Radio Telecommunications uh, Commission, yes. Yeah, they're, uh, they're trying to basically enforce the, the laws that are being for, uh, that they have to abide by for Canadian content onto Netflix. Uh, the main purpose that a lot of people think this is because they believe the, the, the they say that Netflix is a provider of content just like they are right so they feel that they should go under the same regulation whereas a lot of people are saying that they're just they're just upset because uh, Netflix is taking business from them essentially cuz Netflix is is uh it, it, people are canceling their TV subscriptions etc because Netflix is providing content be it maybe older content uh, at, a, at like $5 a month, $10 a Interesting month. Interesting right? enough, though, right after we recorded that episode, that yeah. was last Monday, uh, Kevin Smith on his Smodcast Internet Radio Network announced, did a very special announcement actually that morning after, Yeah, yeah. that uh, he is going to be airing his new movie Red State uh, for a limited time uh, beginning, before it actually hits certain movie theaters. Uh, on demand. On demand. He's actually going to be. We were talking about essentially uh, a, a distribution plan that would have included yeah. something like Netflix or some sort of direct download. So it was interesting that like he's announcing that his movie is going to be distributed that way. But That's exactly what you said too, right? Like, would you pay a certain amount of money to instead of going to the theaters to get? But here's brand the new thing: not instead. Like it, the movie can in still a, come in to theaters, to. but you could watch it at home if you so chose to. You'd have to pay a premium, but you'd have the convenience of it being at home. You can invite people over, et cetera, et cetera. Right? But even with him, like the way. 
start pitching with, like, with what Kevin Smith did. Like the premium was to go see him air his own movie. Yeah, that's going to be doing this one out. for ten bucks. It's going to be interesting how that's going to play out. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I wish him the best in that. Though it's you said it yourself. Like you called it with the people that touch your food. Like this is the future of the the quote unquote sitcom, which I agree with. I don't I don't watch my TV shows on the network. No, you're right. I you're a hundred and ten percent right. So you were, I'm sorry, you were going to say Pinchy? Uh, actually, it's interestingly enough. Uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I actually subscribed, started subscribing to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was recommended what do by you think? quite a few friends. Uh, I would cancel if it were up to <laughs> In me. In a second, I if, guess. If, if, if I were paying, uh, if I had my own place, if I were paying for a, I'm going to call them out, Shaw Cable, which is the primary cable provider here. Uh, I'll say TELUS Optic TV. Um uh, Bell, uh, was it um, Star Star? No, what's uh, Bell? Directv. Directv. Any one of those providers, I would cancel it immediately and pay the eight dollars for Netflix. Yeah. The reason is the reason is is for having the fifteen. I'm I'm exaggerating here. For having the hundred and fifty channels that I have there, I watch. Six. Yep. Four of those are in HD. The two that I don't watch in HD are because they're not available at HD. Mm-hmm. The shows that I want, the shows that I want to watch, uh, the shows that uh, I, I can I can get is the the new shows. You know, as much as you know, uh, torrents and illegal downloading mm-hmm. sites are to blame for the demise of uh, of content on the airwaves. Yes, it it is. I'm, I, I, I am not saying that I am endorsing this, nor have, <laughs> nor have participated in such activity. Internet police are coming. They're coming, pitching. <laughs> no, uh, essentially, what what I'm getting at is just the fact that, like, like I would saying, cancel if I had if I had a, uh, a, a any amount of uh, cable, satellite, anything. I would cancel it today and subscribe to Netflix. It's Eight dollars a month. They have. This is what sold it for me. They have all fifteen seasons of Top Gear. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> on Netflix. On Netflix. They don't have season sixteen because it's new. They don't yeah. have. You know, I I've been watching. I I've made it halfway through season two, and I I just realized I'm like, it's already paid. For I've, the year. I, I've already <laughs> I've already paid for everything. It, it, it's just unbelievable. And yeah, but hold on. Sure, like, is I'll, that what I'll, sold you though? Like, no, it wasn't what sold me. What sold me was uh, a, a fellow coworker said, uh, "Oh, hey, uh, I just saw the you know you see the advertisements on TV. You're like Netflix, and you're like, yeah, yeah. Netflix. Well, this kind of brings up a new everyone, uh, and then other people are just like, oh yeah, I have Netflix. And then what kind of really sold me was uh, a girl at work said, oh yeah, I was watching this, uh, watching. I started Talk watching um, Prison Break. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I'm like. Wow, rewind and what is oh four, oh three, oh four. She's like, oh no, it's a great show. You know, watching you know watching the this prison break because they've have all x amount of episodes right. online available now. I'm like, the one thing that really brought me back from uh, from Netflix originally was um I thought, oh well, it's streaming video over the internet. Yeah, like you know you go on. 
you go on a mediocre connection to YouTube, forgive me, Google, for this one. I love you. Uh, <laughs> is it loads the entire episode or the entire movie. It tries, it's continually loading, 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 loading. And if you have a, a okay computer, it will bog down the CPU in loading mm-hmm. uh, the video into RAM. It'll bog down other applications. Yep. Netflix will only load to a certain pers- a certain amount ahead. Like, I've paused it, gone away for an hour, come back. It's only, like, you know, six minutes yeah, of yeah. queue ahead. Because it'll stay there until it'll you go. It'll stay there and until you hit play again. It won't constantly, you know, try and load you, the whole thing into your memory. It'll send you tidbits at a time. And I have never had to wait more than 35, 40 seconds for a movie to start playing. Wow. Yeah. No, no, no. Same. I mean, uh, it's a good service, and a lot of people complain about the content. But I mean, you can't beat eight dollars a month for for the for. And, and and here's the thing: a lot of people are discovering shows that they didn't realize that they liked because because every like, single episode of the Inspector Gadget cartoon is on Netflix. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> it's sold right there. I don't know. Like, I've never been a fan of it. And to Brennan me, like, Stimpy's on there. The, oh, I gotta get it now. <laughs> <laughs> happy, happy, joy, joy. I don't know, like, I just don't get it because, uh, to me, Shaw, Video On Demand, it's funny because we had this argument, I'm like, I love Shaw, but the thing is, I don't watch Shaw programming, I watch Video On Demand. How much are you paying for Shaw um, uh, cable? 300 bucks a month, or I think it's like 250 a month. Jesus Christ, Todd. Yeah, but I get every channel you guys can think of, and that includes my center. How much TV do you watch, though? You're usually on Xbox. How much do you watch? It's not really the point, guys. <laughs> That's exactly the, the point. point. Is that it's, it's the best, you, and I have it. <laughs> you can be it's paying, there if I want it. You can be it's paying a twentieth of that amount for what? What if? Uh, what if that brand new Family Guy in HD is on? But at here's that one the thing. Moment here's also watch. the other thing. Don't uh, download it illegally. Hint, hint, <laughs> wink, wink. The uh, the and here's the thing. Uh, television channel uh, channel websites. Are starting to show that concept, uh, content. Global TV will actually show the new Simpsons, etc. The week Absolutely. after, which is why I do the Shaw on demand, right? Because literally those shows upload into the demand server, right? Like you're right. I don't watch Shaw. I usually just hit the video on demand button, and there's my movies. What I think is happening is is what cable TV was or what television was is evolving. Uh, te- television and the internet are becoming one. Absolutely, and and, and that's going to be the future. Like we were just talking about how uh, we were talking about this in Edmonton. How the next gen TVs aren't going to be three D TVs. They're going to be TVs that have Wi Fi on them. Yes, and, exactly. and, and your controller is to connect to the internet and all that. Google TV. I'll plug yep. this. No, no, you're right, and, and that'll be the future of Absolutely. watching television. Absolutely. Uh, so you were going to say CRTC facts? Well, no, I'm waiting it, on you. It's, <laughs> you can't get a word in edgewise. I just want to bring up some stuff that uh, a buddy of mine named uh, John on my Facebook put in a couple points that I just want to bring up because see what you guys have to say about them, right? Uh, just caught up with the latest podcast. Quality wasn't terrible. On the CRTC, I guess I don't understand why Canadians put up with the government telling them that they can listen to it. There's no Canadian content law. Hopefully, oh, sorry, there should be no Canadian content law. Hopefully, no such thing comes to existence on the internet and the web can continue to be unregulated. Yeah, and that Not was really the other keen issue. on any idea of trying to subsidize the Canadian film industry, which seems to be what Tito was saying. We don't need to spend any tax dollars on making Avatar in Canada. Now, he does have a bit of a point, like when it comes to entertainment, like you're, you're as I've made it very clear, you're very much more into the film industry than me. Do you agree that the government, like basically taxpayers' money, should be going into? 
Well, here's the thing. Um, I think what's happening, the issue, um, and of course the, the guys at Robocop versus the Nazis know a lot more than me in this respect, but, but I was going to say, what I was going to say is, essentially the, the government offers a lot of grants and, and support for can- Canadian broadcasters, Canadian content. The idea is because we're getting really beaten by the Americans in that respect. Yeah. But the thing is, we're trying to break into their game. And here's the problem. They own the court. They own the ball. They own all the players. Yep. So essentially, and it's the same. Like, you, you got a good player. You got like an actor or a director, et cetera. They're going to they're gonna poach them from you. You need so, the help. And, and so what I honestly think should happen is we need to change the game. We, and this is our chance where the United States is kind of like suffering is not suffering, but what they're trying to adapt to is the internet. How how are we going to deal with the internet as a source of revenue? And and YouTube's kind of kind of showing that where like there's these very popular videos, and some of them are generating uh, money from ad from advertising. Ad revenue, yep. I think that's the avenue that Canada needs to take. We need to start dominating internet video in terms of entertainment, like releasing things as web content, web movies, web shows, etc. And and if we can corner that market, we can create the platform in which the Americans are going to come in. And then at that point, we've we've created the foundation, and, and you know what? A lot of what a lot of what goes into a movie's budget, from my understanding, is in promoting it and into making distribution. it distribution. Distribution, yeah. And, and and here's the thing: like you don't need a, a lot of money to make a product look good anymore, because the fact the, the the truth remains that the cameras, the equipment, the the techniques, the editing, etc. They're becoming cheaper and they're becoming more efficient. Like I was saying, it's yeah, like right. w- the movies that we're making now, ten years ago, wouldn't be possible. The technology has gone to the point where a person of an amateur level can can create a product a pro- a product that can be presented to a professional level. Right? I mean, District Nine, the short. We were watching District Nine this weekend yep. again. District Nine, the it was short. On TV. Uh, on Shaw. <laughs> no, actually, uh, we uh, we were watching it off the internet. <laughs> Um, um, the uh, District Nine is a very good example. It was this very low low budget movie that did so well on the internet in terms of like when when the short was originally released. They made a big budget that they made yeah they made it into a, um, a, a big budget movie. So what I'm I guess what I'm getting at is we're not going to win playing this whole getting distribution trying to break into the American market game. We're not in control of it, and and essentially we need to I think we need to use the internet to our advantage, and and maybe the funding should go into trying to you know. Like, I mean, let's use the podcast as an example, like webs, uh, equipment, webs, uh, website, all of this stuff that we use to promote, etc. I mean, it's all stuff that, I mean, we could have gotten a government loan for it, right? Like, I mean, we are really? technically, <laughs> we, I, I mean, I, I feel we should because of the fact technically it's Canadian content. We're, we're talking about a Canadian city. See, you're, you're, you're preaching. I like what you're saying. It's just a, that part of me always feels like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you, the government should give you what you need to survive right? yeah like we need infrastructure we need schools we need hospitals but there's also that little voice in the back of my head that says a government also needs to improve your quality of life this is where the entertainment comes in like i, I just like my prime example like with the government funding parts of the entertainment industry mm-hmm. is like do you think uh, do you think federal money basically our taxpayer money should go into building an arena in quebec city yeah, no, I see what you're but, saying. But you know, what, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, should have we paid for fucking Passchendaele? And here's uh, the to thing. To be honest, I'm on the fence. I, I, I really. And here's the thing about that. It's like you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it all it makes every it makes all these artists it makes us beggars, 
We're asking for money yes, to do something. You're right. And here's the, and the, the end of it. But here's the it, so at the end of the day, it makes us beggars. But what what differentiates someone from being beggar from someone being successful is the content. Is the content worthy? Is the content someone is someone do you talented have the enough? Idea. Johnny, I know you're listening to this. So I'm just going <laughs> to say one thing. I'll tell you what. Stop subsidizing Iowa corn ethanol as a fuel, and we'll stop subsidizing the little house on the prairie. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, the debate goes on, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it, that's it, it's interesting because, like, we're not going to like. I guess at the end of the, what I'm getting at is m- maybe what I'm suggesting isn't the best uh, best solution. In fact, I'm sure there's there's brighter minds that will comment on it and say, "Well, this is why and this is why." But I don't think we're going to win playing the Americans' games. I mean, no, the, in the example you gave kind of made sense. To yeah, me. Like it, it's, it's they control this outlet. They com- they completely control the entertainment business in, in North America and even internationally to an extent. And and so I mean, we can either play with them and and keep asking our government to give us money to help us kind of break into their market, or we can or we can game. use that into basically cr- trying to create our own market, trying not only just creating our own market, but creating new a new way. Because like the, this whole internet thing is really interesting because. We're at the cusp or we're, we're in that generation where our internet isn't we have to wait five minutes for a video to load. We don't have to wait for, for a picture. You know, like, Remember yeah. when it used to take 20 minutes to get an MP3? Yeah, we're not, like, we're God, if it's not, not live in the streaming Napster age now? anymore. The internet is on par with your television in terms of delivering content to you. Absolutely. So let me ask you one thing there, Mr. Tito. Why can't let's, – let's change the game. Let's start right now. Yeah. Let's let's start asking. The, let's, let's 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 do it. Let's start doing it, and we start it right here. But right that's now. the thing: we we are doing that. Like we have like let's look at uh, the people that touch your food. They're doing that. They're they're providing web content, a web content TV show. So right? why can't they? And here's the example mm-hmm. I want to give them. Let's go to Netflix. Say, can we upload this to on your service? Actually, that's that's already started. Good. Uh, it, it, so ah, here's where the government's. Uh, uh, Thing yeah, that yeah. comes into play. The old everyone's you know it's 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 the same it's it's the same as the golf it's the same as the golf industry it's the same as the airline industry it's the old boys club. Everyone wants to play how they played in the nineteen fifties, the nineteen sixties, the nineteen seventies, and the government regulations, the bureaucratic re- regulations have uh, you know have not caught up with the advancements in technology. Except, Explicitly, the extreme advancements in technology. Like, I mean, okay, rewind. I know what you're saying. Rewind to us back in in high school. Yep. Everyone goes, "Wow, you have a cell phone. You can make calls." Yeah, my yeah. Steve. Well, no, you will not hooked into something. This we, is amazing. And and now you have that Motorola great big flip phone yeah. thing. That Meanwhile, everyone in high school is like, "Why does Pinchy talk that way?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why why is he so weird? Hey, it's exactly. William Shatner. <laughs> But now the, now the thing it's is... gold, Jerry, gold! <laughs> I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. But no, anyway, but go on. Now it's just like, all right. It's like, oh, uh, I was asked uh, the other day, oh, what's a... Uh, is it uh, a, a back... Uh, a bock? What's a bock in baseball? Like, I don't know. Bo- oh, Oh, it's a balk where the you know it's the the pitcher just stops the, pitching the pitcher halfway. you know yep. stops pitching halfway doesn't you know, commits to make a throw but doesn't actually commit to a throw. Less than thirty seconds, I had that information in my hand. Yeah, yeah. It's 
Unbelievable. Yeah, there's this new thing, the internet. It's very, very useful for the shit like that, right? Like, it's a series of tubes. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing, though. Like, no, you're right. It's it's an incredible technology. I just, so. I just <laughs> we could literally. We are we are at the, at the point not only just streaming media on our computers, but like uh, you could be at work or on a bus or on a car in a car, yeah, and watching your favorite TV show while right? driving. <laughs> people that do that and. Um, you know what? It's going to be interesting because, like, I, me and my brother were having this conversation because uh, I think, like, in 10 years when, like, um, you know, like, okay, like, when Kingston becomes a teenager, you know how, like, drink uh, our parents were in drinking and driving for us. Like, drinking and driving, yeah. it wasn't illegal yeah. up until, you know, a bunch of idiots got drunk and got into a bunch of car accidents. And then you just had to refuse a breathalyzer yeah. and they couldn't get you. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. and, here, and here's the thing. There's going to be a generation after us where they're going to be like, did you know they used to be able to text and have – they used to be able to have their cell phones in their car and text? That's so reckless. That's so irresponsible. My God. No, you're right. You're, you're 100% right. Yeah. And it's just – you're listening to it here. Like I say, we beginning to change the face of Well, society. that's what we're kind of doing in the – well, the face of society. You're being really ambitious again, Todd. Well, hey, like <laughs> shoot for the stars. Like Pinchy was going on with the whole – is the old old boys club, but you're right. But there's only one way to change the old boys club, and it's to try. It's just to make the attempts. There New are a blood. lot of filmmakers New doing blood. that, though. There's Good. a lot of a lot of people trying to do that, and some to some to a certain uh, certain uh, success, I guess. What I'm getting at is the government doesn't, in terms of like providing funding for this these sort of projects. They're, they haven't they haven't seen that as a plausible avenue yet, and maybe maybe they will eventually, right? Yeah. Like what'll end up happening is something will happen. Someone will make something that's incredibly successful online that will make them a lot of money, and it'll yes. be online exclusive. And that's when the government will start saying, "Oh, this is now they've just created a model, and that model can now be explored as a revenue maker." And I'm doing no, the no, no, right no, now. no, 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 no. They'll just get bought up, bought out by. Microsoft, Google, or Apple. Yeah, but that's success, right? <laughs> that's true. Um, prediction right now, that success person is going to be people that touch your food. The people that touch your food? <laughs> yeah. I, I will say one thing. I, I agree with you is uh, the the innovative, the success. As, uh, yes, um, I hope Ian Riley. I hope Ian Riley is actually listening to this podcast because I'm plugging Google quite a, quite a bit here. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about the Chris Taylor show? The um, I just want to do a quick plug. To the Chris Taylor show, they plugged us. Um, they're part of the sponsors, they're right? They're part of the sponsors, which is all the, the the individuals, all the product services that actually uh, sponsored the Sir the Smartcast Internet Radio uh, Network. There's a kind of a group of us that banded together. Uh, it was actually one of the ideas of uh, Steve Oz, I believe his name is, uh, with the Big Boss Barbecue Sauce, which is some good sauce. I'm going to order up here for us up here in Fort Mac. Um, he started it up, and uh, his his premise is just perfect. Uh, why don't we ride the success of us sponsoring uh, Kevin Smith's uh, Sir Radio and kind of sponsor each other? Uh, so the Chris Taylor Show just did a spot on us, and he's based out of the U.S. So uh, we're just going to give him a plug there because I've actually been listening to his show quite What's Chris good. Taylor about? What's the show about? His show is it's about a mix of comedy, pop culture, news, and rants. Um, it's hosted by... Uh, no him. one's ever, ever done that on the internet. <laughs> My God. <laughs> and I get just cut out. <laughs> uh, so it was good to know the Chris Taylor show, and we'll never be on them again. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to listen to it now, seeing as though you mentioned it. So. Well, no, uh, it's good. Like, I listened to it, right? Uh, uh, Chris Taylor is the host, and Kara, his woman, his wife, is one for life. 
was his little tagline there. Uh, she does the news. Uh, they take listener questions, which I thought is pretty good. So they got a fan base enough where they can get feedback from the community. Well, we we that was our CRTC thing. Someone just commented on our actually, yeah, it, yeah, it did it on my Facebook site. So Jonathan, if you're listening, uh, go on the YMN podcast site next time. But <laughs> but no, definitely, like if anyone wants to contribute to the YMN podcast, show at ymnpodcast dot com by all means. Uh, but that's definitely one of the attributes on this show that I really like because. It's just it, it, you know, input from someone else just provides hours of entertainment, right? Yeah. Like one question could go on for. Thank you, Thunderfist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so definitely check them out, the ChrisTaylorShow dot com, and they're also at Chris Taylor Show on Twitter. Uh, I've retweeted them a couple times on the Wyman Podcast Twitter. Uh, they're totally independent, they, and they kick our ass because they do two shows a week. Ooh. So they got nothing but time. Oh, snap. <laughs> I have a job. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Uh, they talk movies, TV, hockey, which is one of my things, and uh, anything else that uh, pisses them off. So definitely check them out. Uh, and one of the coolest parts, though, is they do an Internet Fuck You segment where they expose online fuck sticks. So I'm expected to be on there at any <laughs> fucking week here now. <laughs> well, I'm sure Thunderfist would like to submit you for that. <laughs> oh, and they mentioned that they, we should have Rock'em Sock'em robots. I don't know if they know this, but we have a robot. We built one. That's right, Murray. Murray's, so we're, we're ready. Murray's we're ready to go. the robot? Murray's we're gonna the closet put, ready We're going to gonna go. put Todd in, in the Murray suit, and we're ready to beat the shit out of Simon. <laughs> Fuck, we got to lose some weight. <laughs> one at a time, though. Suit. One at a time. <laughs> So, Dev, all I can hear, if uh, Thunderfist wants to submit uh, Totsky for the online fuckstick, uh, email them at ChrisTaylorShow at gmail.com, and they will give the offenders a big, heartfelt fuck you. So definitely check them out, the Chris Taylor Show, and of course they are on Stitcher, which is an excellent, excellent app, which now Robocop vs. the Nazis is on as well. Yes, no, SisterCast, and uh, is uh, Thunderfist on there? I haven't checked. Okay, so th- okay, so uh, if they are well, if they're listening, go on Stitcher. It's a free app. It's all kinds of shows, podcasts, radio shows, everything from around the world. It's, it's, it's not hard to get app. on there, guys. Uh, talk to Jesse Nash; he'll help you guys out. <laughs> We're just whoring Jesse and uh, Jesse to everyone, and it's available cross-platform as well. It yeah. is, yeah. Android, BlackBerry, Apple. Yeah. Uh, actually, now you can even get it on your desktop. So oh, it's now a computer app. Excellent. So Robocop versus the Nazis is sister cast. I think Th- Thunderfist has officially become our, our cousin cast. They're just going to be like, who the fuck are these guys? Let's, ma- let's network. Let's, let's make a family. Well, I'm, I'm totally... I want to be friends with everyone. I'm totally... Yeah, so, so do I. I <laughs> just, just want to be friends with you. I just want to be We can just loved. go to one of those family reunions. Oh, this is your second cousin, cousin twice removed. <laughs> Pretty I much. Just, <laughs> I just want to be loved, but yet no one likes me. Uh, Simon, if you're listening to this, um, the next time me and Todd are in Edmonton, you should come sit in on a YMM podcast. I swear it's not a trap or anything. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I have a lot of respect for you as a filmmaker, and you're a really good guy. Thank you so much for the for the compliments and and the comments on uh, on my work. I really appreciate that actually because uh, the people I call my friends are are just not as nice as you are. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. I'm they're they're great guys. They're also very good filmmakers. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Okay, so uh, I guess we're wrapping it up at this point. Um, what I was gonna say though is three weeks. Three weeks until the deadline for the Interplay Film Festival. That's right. Now the focus has shifted. Canada Rocks is over. Canada Rocks was a huge success. They've set the bar, and now we're going to elevate it with the Interplay and the Interplay Film Festival. Interestingly enough, um, Thunderfist and uh, Robocop vs. the Nazis both mentioned that there were a lot of filmmakers from Fort McMurray, or originally from Fort McMurray, at Metro. And so that means we have a lot of talent here in town. So I encourage our filmmakers to submit... 
and and you know what? I, I think you guys will not only be surprised at the fact of how many people will like your content, but how many people you can meet within the community that will help you produce. Because you know what? Um, the the here's the thing about being uh, being a filmmaker is um, you might have a vision. But the, a, a, a real, a, a true filmmaker will be able to recognize talent around them and be able to work with, the, with that talent to create their vision and make it better than they even thought it would be. Okay, that's what IFF stands for. I thought it was a uh, identify friend foe scenario where any critics would be met by a harsh missile defense. Shh, that's the secret code name. That's the secret code name. Don't tell them. <laughs> it's all a big trap. Everyone walks into the theater. Release the gas. <laughs> the, the future of entertainment industry is ours. So we'll make sure of it. <laughs> the um, but definitely just like what Simon's in there, just throwing puppets in there. Please talk up. your way out of this. <laughs> Please identify uh, security pass. Second request, please identify security pass. Oh, RoboCop reference. <laughs> there you go. Hey, there, you, uh, Jesse and Ryan, you guys just got some material for next set. The, um, so, yes, uh, as Pinchy said, the Twitter hashtag for the Interplay Film Festival is pound IFF. Uh, follow it, check it out, and by all means, tweet it. We're trying to get the buzz going. We've already got some submissions. We want more. We want to make this event just as good, if not better, than Canada Rocks. And for Interplay, generically, volunteer. YMM, Absolutely. Promote, volunteer. Whether it's for the IFF, whether it's for Interplay, whether it's for any sort of that uh, that festival. We've right always there. said if you, if you guys don't like how the community is here in Fort Memory, do something about it. Exactly. Don't sit there and start a podcast to bitch about it. Ryan. About it. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the Ryan Byrne, B-U-R-N cast. No, I'm joking. I love I love Ryan like a brother. So, yeah. I know that's honest. Uh, Ryan, well, that's why his opinion means so much to me. Because I see, like, I, I've known Ryan for so long, and I see him as a brother almost, so. Except he's white and I'm not, so it's kind of awkward. <laughs> he's a good at man. I just can't wait to do a fucking podcast with all of the men. Everyone wants you, but I'll force them to come on the show with me. <laughs> no, no. Well, well, I think the only reason you weren't in the podcast was because you're not in town when I'm in town, no, right? I know. So we need to go to town together and make it happen. Why can't they come up here? Well, let's give them a reason to come up here. <laughs> let's make the best damn film festival Interplay. 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 There Interplay you go. Film festival is going to be lots of podcasting. It's going to be, it's going to be just a fun event. Uh, so check it out. Interplay Film Festival. All the information is on ymnpodcast.com. Check out the Chris Taylor Show. ChrisTaylorShow.com. Check out Thunderfist. Thunderfist.com. I don't think that's the actual address, but you'll Thunderfistproductions.com. There you go. You'll see a link on our uh, Facebook site. Watch Simon Glassman's uh, Felt Up. It's very good. Prove Toddsky wrong. What an asshole. What an <laughs> asshole, Todd. What an asshole. Heaven <laughs> forbid. I must be the first guy that didn't like a movie in the face of this earth. Oh, no. The, uh, Nobody's a critic, Todd. Nobody's yeah, a critic. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, uh, for the Wyman Podcast, I'm Toddsky. I'm Tito. And I'm Pinchy. We'll see you next set. YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production in association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck. <laughs>